Hey there, I'm James McKinnon. And I'm Dagobert Renouf. And you're listening to This Indie Life. This Indie Life follows the journey of two indie hackers as we navigate the good, the bad and the ugly attempts to turn our indie hacker dreams into reality. Each week you can tune in to see what progress we've made to achieve those dreams. In this episode, Dango is feeling a bit sharper after being sick and is debating if he has enough energy to record a fresh new segment for his course. I'm feeling happy and productive with this new client work I've got in recently, but I'm very aware of the looming potential burnout, which we discuss in this episode. I see you still in bed. Yeah, still in bed because, well, I had a big exhausting day today because I had to go to the doctor. Mm. So I had to go down the stairs of my apartment, which is three stairs because there's no elevator. And this took me like six minutes. And then I had to go to the doctor, which is 300 meters away, which took me 15 minutes. And I was literally like just sitting on the street, like every, every like 50 meters. So like, okay, I'm waiting till my heart goes, you know, comes down. But the doctor was pretty helpful. I was pleasantly surprised because I was scared she would be like, yeah, it's just anxiety or some bullshit like that. Yeah. And it's okay. I mean, like she thinks because when I lie down, my heart is still working fine. Like there's no nothing weird happening. It's only when I get up or when I sit. So it's fucked up, but at least it's not all the time. Well, it means that it's probably nothing major with my heart. So she could eliminate most, you know, scary stuff. So that's cool. Like she gave, she, you know, I'm going to have to go to the, to a cardiologist. I'm going to get blood work done tomorrow. You know, I'm going to do, do some stuff like that. But she thinks it's basically, it could be long COVID or like it's basically very similar to what you get after an infection. And then you get chronic fatigue from it, something. There's nothing to do. I just wait. I'm a bit disappointed you see me like that because... The first two days of the week, I was feeling way better. I mean, I was stuck in bed, but I was feeling way better. Because mentally, you know, I changed my diet, like, completely. In a few days, I stopped having this brain fog. So now my mind is sharp, which is a huge win for me. Because, like, I spent weeks with, like, I don't even think. So now I at least have my mind. So that's good news. And, yeah, it seems like there's no major thing with my heart. So, you know, that's what it is. Again, I'm sorry that it's still happening. It's horrible to sort of see it. I, I respect you jumping on the pod every time. We sort of both text each other before saying, I'm so tired. And I'm like, I'm so tired too. But I, you're, you are like physically exhausted every day. So when you say yeah. the first couple of days this week, your mind was sharp. Does that mean you could do a lot of the work or are you still getting really tired despite your mind being a bit sharper? I basically learned that if I get up, I get tired. So I try to not get up. Like Monday, I mean, a couple of days ago, I I thought, okay, I'm going to push myself. I'm going to sit on the chair for 30 minutes and work. And after five minutes, I was feeling dizzy. I mean, you know, so I had to go back to bed. But yeah, what I mean is that I think Monday, I worked like seven hours from bed, like regular work, like Twitter, like accounting, whatever I needed to do for the startup. So that was a big relief for me that I can do that and it didn't tire me as much. I mean, it didn't, yeah, it really didn't tire me more than a regular day when I was good. So that's a big, again, because for me, like my main preoccupation, my main worry is if I get so bad that I can't work, then everything collapses. Yeah. The startup, the revenue, 
everything event i mean it can last for a few months without me but then eventually it will just die die off that's how i definitely felt when i was having the like mental health struggles last year where you lose a day and then a week and then months and f for me like where i'm getting most of my income through client work i actually felt it was on monday i, I can't leave it and that's why i got in such a bad situation because as i stopped working it just got worse and worse and worse and it spiraled and on monday where i've increased my client work so much i had a bad mental health day it just happens i've just got to realize that it happens and dealing with it is a challenge monday I, I didn't do any of my client work and it set me a day behind i was so fortunate that on tuesday yesterday i got back up and i was straight back on the work but i'm now an entire day behind and i didn't realize how much of an impact just a single day has on me now where i've ramped up my work so much but like when you when one day messes you up it means you have too much on your plate i mean it happens to me all the time Because like it's easier to to help others than to help yourself, and like Lucy had this problem, so I helped her. But like, you always need one and a half empty days in a week mm -hmm. because they're gonna get filled up anyway. But to myself, I it's harder to apply, you know, because I don't follow my own advice. But I see what you mean. I'm like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense that when you lose a day, like, and then because the problem is you try to catch up. Yeah. So I think what helps me is like to kind of like give up. Like what I fucked didn't do during that day, well, I didn't do it. And maybe I'll plan it again next week, like if it's possible. But, you know, that, it depends on, like, it's not always feasible. But. So what what have you been doing on on your Monday and Tuesday when you're feeling sharp and you're actually getting a full day's work? I first caught up with Twitter because I had spent like one week without replying to anyone almost or only one day. And... To me, it's not possible. Like if somebody writes to me on Twitter, I mean like not a DM, just like replies to one of my tweets or asks me something, I need to reply to them. I don't want to let anyone down. You know, it's like my thing with Twitter. Like I feel like it's not just a strategy. It's more like I feel so grateful that people give a shit or like want my advice. So like I feel like I owe it to them. So basically Monday, I spent like three hours replying to all the notifications I hadn't replied to. I remember I scrolled down the notification screen up to like six days before, which for me is a lot because I get like between 50 and 100 per day. So that's like a lot of notifications. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I just replied to a lot of people. That felt good. And then, you know, I started getting in the rhythm of Twitter again, which felt oddly good because Twitter is stressful. Obviously, you know, it's stressful. You engage with people, you get people replying back. Like it's like very stressful. But at the same time, for me, it's really cool to like engage, like connect with other people. You know, uh, instead of thinking always focused about me, I like start focusing on others. That's also a good way to avoid depression. Is like you focus on others instead of yourself. Yeah. Try to help others instead of or like you know whatever. So that felt really good to go back on the Twitter track of like because I usually do like two hours of Twitter per day, and I hadn't done it for a week. So going back to that rhythm felt really good. You know, engaging again, seeing some of my tweets because I still had some. I still have basically two weeks of back of tweets in the backlog, but like the goal of this week, which well, I went to the doctor, so like just that is fucked me for the day. So the day wasn't productive. But my goal of the week is to write more tweets because my mind can again. Like literally last week, I couldn't write a tweet. I mean, I could write a reply, but like come up with like an idea, too exhausting. 
mm. so I couldn't do it. So I was very desperate. I'm like, shit, if I can't write tweets, I'm I'm fucked. But but it's back. So like my my week is to write tweets. I was hoping for doing like my course update, you know, because I need to update the course for the changes in the algorithm. I have a big plan for that. But there's no way I'm gonna sit on the chair and talk in front of a camera. Like it's not possible. So I wonder how I can make that, you know, because I still want to give the value to the people. I think it's more important to give the value even if the form is bad. So I wonder if I can do that from my bed. That would look really shit and I would be disappointed compared to the production quality of the rest of the course. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to figure something out to do it next week. Well, Dagger, there's two ways you can approach this. First of all, you've already given people a lot of value for the money they're getting with the course. You're doing more than most people do for one-time purchase courses by consistently updating it and adding value. And people aren't expecting more. I know you want to do it because you're a good, good guy and you want to provide that value. But now can... it's not just that it's also strategic. Like it's also because it allows me to make a big a new launch of the course. Yeah. By the way, we just reached like a thousand sales. Congrats. Yeah. And I was like, well, because and it's also like strategically, a lot of people don't buy the course because they're afraid it's not up to date with like the changes from Elon Musk. And I want to be able to say on my landing page, I want to be able to say this is up to date March, 2023, latest Elon Musk changes, list the changes, and they know, you know, I think this could make my course even more relevant and probably increase conversion. So it's also strategic. Like, it's a gift for people who already bought it, but it's all go also going to get more sales. Okay, that makes sense. I, I didn't really think of it that way. In that case, then, yeah, do it from your bed. People won't worry because they'll still be getting the content and the value from it. And yeah. there's no point putting yourself in, like, ruining yourself physically by just wanting to do it from your chair. The audio still sounds great. It's still you giving the value. Like, the outcome that they'll get from this course is still the same. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people that are buying it are following you and might listen to this podcast. They might... Have you tweeted about what's going on? Yeah, I made a tweet about COVID yeah. last week. It so, actually helped me, you know, find some supplements and changes in my mm. diet that helped me, you know. So that was really cool to get support from people. A couple of friends really yeah. helped me with that. So people are understanding of it and the, the indie community is generally very supportive. So if you were to do it just from your bed to get it out there and to get yourself over the line, I think that's absolutely fine. Hmm. I would like to get, like, if people listen to this, I would like to get their feedback. Like, yeah. Send me a DM or write to Indie Life because I'm curious how they think. Because I'm thinking, okay, I, could, I need to find a way to get that black background, which is kind of like trademark of the course while being comfortable so I'm, i need to find a way because like sitting in a chair isn't it's really weird like my body i don't know what's happening but like if i sit on a chair it's not good but if i sit like on a like comfy kind of like sofa type chair it's okay black bed sheets yeah good idea that would be interesting or just find a really comfy lounge sofa or do it in the car oh you know the good news about all this is that you know, the problem when I recorded my course is I was always wearing this T-shirt, like this gray T-shirt <laughs> yeah. that I told you, and I kept the same all the time. I mean, I, I changed it, but like I if visually for the person watching the course, it was the same shirt. And I bought the, the sweater version of this. And now that all I'm saying is that if I wear the T-shirt now in my state, I could get cold and it could make it worse to get my you know because it's not very warm right now 
So I'm, I'm just has this idea that, yeah, I can use the sweater of the exact <laughs> same color and be like, yeah, this is the update. So now I have a sweater and I'm in a bed. Like I can, you know, kind of like play on it. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be cool. That I would, I mean, yeah, it's cool that I talk about it with you because it's giving me ideas, making me excited. Dude, if I could make this update while in this state, I would be so happy. There we go. There's your answer. Make it happen. People will understand. But yeah, as you said, message Dago on Twitter or Andy at Indie Life Pod. Links are in the show notes. We want to hear from you. Dago needs to hear from you so he can get over over the production value and just get it out there. So what's up with you now? So dude, the last couple of weeks, I've been like getting as much client work in as I possibly can to try and fix the money situation. The good news is the money situation is almost under control. I feel so much better that I'm like, I'm out of my overdraft and most of the time it's sort of going up because I'm getting more income in and I've got regular income. But the downside of this is I've taken on so much work and we alluded to it earlier. I missed a day on Monday and now I'm really struggling to keep up. So every day I'm working like full eight to 10 hour days of focused on editing. This isn't like messing around. It's every single hour I've got to be right. Okay. Onto the next edit, onto the next edit. And it just feels a little too much for me at the moment. Plus like recordings as well. So where I'm doing Indie Bytes twice a week to get through my backlog so I can get the year sponsor, I'm recording like three, four episodes a week. And it's just added so many hours, probably an extra day or two to what I was doing with client work alone. You know, I've always wondered why you were so adamant about doing two edits per week. Because what's wrong with like, when there's a bad week, you do zero or one, like, because you're already, you know, you could maybe take it a slightly easier on that. The reason I'm doing two a week at the moment is to get through the backlog of sponsors that I already have paid. So people buy slots and I have literally 10 episodes remaining to get out and i've agreed and then you can get the money from the new one exactly and we've agreed april 5th to go live on our first episode so i have to do two a week to get those slots out and the idea of trying to get two a week at the moment also is to continue doing that and try and get ahead of myself so you've done one this week or so to today's Indie Bites episode, so I'm putting them out on Wednesdays and Fridays at the moment. And today's episode, I have not put out. I did like six or seven recordings last week. So I have edits ready to go, but some of them were long conversations. So hour long conversations, and they are the scariest edits to do. And I often procrastinate yeah. for them. I've got the Make Lemonade podcast that I do and I host that goes out on Wednesdays as well and then i have the uncensored cmo which is my big client which also goes out on wednesdays but at the moment that's every other wednesdays dago so i sort of have a week's gap to try and get it done instead of getting ahead of myself and sort of chipping away at the work i often leave it to the last minute and my plan was to get the chunk of the edits due today done on monday and i didn't start those till yesterday on the tuesday and it just put me so far behind yeah because monday you were feeling shit okay Exactly. So I feel like I've taken a lot on. I I know that this is also temporary and only have to do it for trying to build my income back up. I'm figuring out how to streamline my process for a lot of this. Also, once I can get my income to a point, I will be outsourcing some of this editing and that will feel really good. 
Yeah, so I guess pushing yourself only works if there's a, a finish line. Yeah. Like if there's no finish line, like it's like you, you just burn out. But like if there's a finish line, it can be good, even though it's exhausting. So yeah. I wonder like, where, like where, where's the finish line? So that is a good point because if I'm working the way I am, a lot of them are recurring clients. I suppose with Indie Bytes, it will be going down to one a week commitment to publish. And if I'm going 1.5, that gives me a little extra time. Yeah, basically once you're done with the 10 episodes backlog of sponsors, yeah. you, you sh the published schedule becomes one a week again. Yeah, I, I also have some edits I'm doing which clients have paid for batches of edits. So there is a finish line for those that I'm just sort of... I've only got yeah. a few clients who are on a monthly subscription. Three, I think. The rest of them, it isn't monthly and I just have to get through the batch. So there is a finish line there. There's also a big thing I'm working towards. Did I tell you about this? Yeah, you told us uh, yeah. last week. I'm feeling so motivated right now because I really want that. So I don't know if that was what's triggered it, but I definitely feel very excited about the fact that... Basically, the finish line sounds very good to me. Like the finish line is basically three things. You are not in debt anymore or like mm -hmm. the most annoying debt is gone. You can work a bit less because you won't have to go through the backlog of Indie Bytes. And you can... Like, that's like the sexiest finish line, dude. So, like, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, as a thought experiment, when there's a finish line like that, you want to rush to get there. You know, I'm not saying you're not doing that. I'm just saying, you know, like, it's a good finish line. Like, it's a cool finish line. So, I don't know. I don't know. How, how do you no, that's see, true. see it? I, I hadn't thought about it like that. You've helped me there, Dago, because I, I was feeling stressed today with the amount I had on. I understand the reasons I'm doing it, but it's not something that is fully sustainable, I don't think. Yeah, no, but it doesn't have to be because there's a yeah. finish line. You're right. And, and when is the finish line? Like in one month? One month, or yeah. something? Yeah. Pre pretty much. A so, month dude, it's now. like one month. I mean, that's how I felt, you know, when I, when I launched the course. It was like, I mean, but the difference is it wasn't, there was no guarantee. Like there was uncertainty I mean, everybody told me, yeah, your course is going to kill it, but who fucking knows? Like, you can literally launch and, you know, I mean, like, for example, the branding dominates Twitter. It's mm -hmm. pretty aggressive. I, w I didn't know it would work, you know? It was a risk. There was the risk that there's so many courses out there, nobody's going to care. So anyway, it wasn't certain, but I still felt like there was a finish line because at least it's behind me. Because, uh, I mean, at least it's over. At least I can go back to my regular life you know i can have done this g given this thing i wanted to give to people so what i'm saying is like your finish line sounds as good if not better than this so you have like one of the sexiest finish lines so like you should like i don't know like this could be an amazing month like just like a crazy good month of going after it i mean you know i know it's not just that i know it's not just motivation you know because i know it's like you burn out in the past so it's kind of like traumatize you it makes sense there's like depression like all of this i i, I get it a bit but um it's cool also to see the positive of like okay there's like there's the finish line and when you have this finish line you have almost no depth and you can take it a bit easier and you have like in a way better situation than you've ever been in years yeah i will say though i am feeling great about being so productive and having so much on I, I I'm, I'm like aware of the burnout potentially but I have missed this feeling we've spoken about it before it sort of goes in waves for me where I'm feeling yeah. really good and productive but I'm hitting deadlines I'm like on to the next thing I'm not like doing the work and feeling frustrated or tired it's like I'm having 
full productive days and working my Monday to Friday and I'm taking the weekends off with the flexibility that I need. So it's great. I'm feeling really happy about it. I'm just like wary. <laughs> yeah, I know it makes sense. It makes sense. Cool. I, I don't know, you know, about burnout to it. I like, I questioned maybe I'm burning out like with my disease that I have, but I don't think so because I, no. I took like 10 days off, played video games, slept all day, still didn't feel better. So I don't think it's burnout. But, and I'm, and I'm like kind of relaxed now that we make money. I'm saying this because I don't want to give wrong advice about burnout. So take yeah. what I say with like a, you know, pinch of salt. Is that what you say? Whatever. Yeah, pinch of salt, grain of salt. Okay. Grain of salt, yeah. And uh, we say pinch of salt. Ah, uh, oh, my battery, my camera's died. One sec, I can fix oh, this. Oh, wow. Funny. I, I, I saw it, I forgot to put it on charge. One sec. Please keep this in the edit. It's funny. I'm speaking to a ghost now. Spooky James. That's what you get when you use a fancy recording setup and not just a shitty MacBook camera like me. You brought this on yourself. Yeah, I'm using, <laughs> I'm using this for every recording right now. I'm going to need to get new batteries because I bet I'm killing them. Oh, no, I've got three, three batteries on this. Okay, you're back. Zooming in. Nice. I can deal with that. Yeah, no, I don't want to give like bad advice about burnout, but so be careful. But I don't think you can burn out if it's just one month and the finish line is awesome. You know, it seems like if you push, it's only going to be awesome. Like it's going to be exhausting, but at the end, you're going to celebrate, you're going to be happy. So if I could like, because like I fucking can't, but like I would push, you know, in that situation. Definitely. Seems like. Well, the Indie Bike sponsor, we said it was signed and agreed last week. I'm still going to announce it. I just wanted to put a few more things in place. The good thing is I, I am excited about all the episodes I'm doing again. And there is a thing that where I'm being paid up front for six months, that it might feel a little bit like a slog, but I'm enjoying just having these conversations with indie hackers again. It seems, yeah, it seems like it's changed a lot for you in the past month. And like, it's very good to see that you found your kind of like a passion again for it. Like it's, I mean, it's, it's not just about finding your passion. It's more like, I think you found a, I think you were like into, in too deep uh, kind of like sacrifice about it. Like with the money, it was too much on your, too much weight on your shoulders. You couldn't enjoy anything. I think it's more that, yeah. and that by lifting that up and having hope that it's going to go away everything looks brighter so that's awesome where i was like trying to strip back everything i just felt like devoid of fun so when i sold my motorbikes my car, i was like what's the fucking point in doing all this and then it got like really low when i went on that ski trip and i was like fuck i I don't want to live like this and then it triggered me i was like well why don't you find a way to get a fucking new car and why don't you fucking find a way to pay off your debt and then you have something to work towards instead of just being miserable and like trying to so i've got a positive goal there and I'm enjoying I'm really proud of you, so. dude. That's awesome. I'm really proud of you. Thanks, man. It's been a bit of a change, but I'm hoping I can sort of, at some point this year, move away from doing client work. So sort of bring it up, solve money situation, and then build up the other things that can... That could be an amazing year for you, you know. It, it just starts like this, but it can be an amazing year. And you end the year with only passion projects and, you know, your wallets and you make a living and you have no debt. <laughs> exactly exactly that cool dude all right should we wrap it up here yeah that was cool bye guys bye.
Thank you for listening to this episode of This Indie Life. Hope you enjoyed the chat between myself and Dago. If you've got any questions or feedback, Dago asks you some in this episode. Make sure you send us a message on Twitter. Our handle is at Indie Life Pod. I'll pop, a, I'll pop a link in the show notes for you. And if you want to watch our beautiful faces instead of listen, a reminder that the pod is on YouTube. That's all from me. Stay indie. James out.